Hello, and welcome to Marriage Unchained, the art of one flesh, where saving marriages, saving families, and saving souls is the flavor of the day. Now, let's join our host and author of Marriage Unchained, Catholic Alpha Radical, Jerry Jacobs Jr. Welcome to Catholic Alpha Radical Live, where I help you fix your Catholic marriage. I've coached and helped hundreds of men in their marriages, and now I want to help you. Call 313 Radical now. That's area code 313 Radical, and ask me anything on tough marital issues, such as what to do when she's asked for divorce, what to do when you have a mutual agreement of separation, but you didn't want it. What to do when your wife is cold and distant? What to do when your wife is having an affair? What to do when your marriage is bad, boring, lukewarm, and passionless? What to do when you engage in a mental embrace less than once a month? What to do when you sleep in separate bedrooms? What to do when she has left the home with or without the children? What to do when you're divorced but didn't want it? Call 313-RADICAL. That's area code 313-723-4225. That's area code 313-723-4225. Again, call 313-RADICAL right now for answers to intimacy problems, communication problems, prayer and spiritual warfare problems, authentic masculinity problems, a.k.a. how to man up. So sit back, relax, take a chill pill, and get ready to rock. But don't duck. Can you feel it? Catholic Alpha Radical coming at you now. Hello and welcome to Catholic Alpha Radical Live, the Catholic Relationship Podcast that helps you fix your Catholic marriage while also helping men. Well, I am tripping today, y'all. <laughs> while also giving winning tactics for marriage problems, girlfriend problems, and intimacy problems for men. Moreover, where my main mission is to keep you out of divorce court and where um, divorce combat coaching, marriage unchained is the flesh, is the art of today. Um, while also helping men understand marriage and courting, not dating in the Catholic faith. Why? Because dating is for sex. And as I always say, courting is for marriage. In this 96th episode, dumb myths about homeschooling, plus live calls from you answering your marriage and crisis questions. Get your Catholic marriage questions answered by calling 313-RADICAL. That's 313-723-4225 or <clears throat> calling using your browser at callingstudio.com slash radical1. Don't wait. Get in the queue for some resolution to your marriage confusion. Hello.
All right. All right. Quote of the day. So let's do this. Quote. Because of oneness with the beloved, this sacrificial love reached its highest psychological expression in the Garden of Gethsemane, where Christ so identified himself with sinners that he began to sweat crimson blood, drops of blood. It reached its greatest physical expression on Calvary when he offered his life for those whom he, whom he loved. But before Gethsemane and Calvary, the law that love tends to unify the lovers produced the incarnation in which God, who loved man, became man to save him from his sins. End quote. Archbishop Fulton Sheen, book three, To Get Married. I've helped hundreds of men in their marriages. Allow me to help you in yours. Get live Catholic marriage help Monday through Friday, 10 a.m. Eastern for some resolution to your marriage confusion. Okay, okay, we are back. We are back. And I want to um, get into quickly into today's subject. Look, now I know that a lot of you might not think that this this um, subject is important until your kids act a fool and you can't control them. <laughs> then all of a sudden, all of a sudden, oh, my God, how can I stop this and say this? Oh, Lord, my kids have lost their minds. But today, the subject is homeschooling and the problem that happens with this and why people don't want to do it and the myths that we that people talk about that really gets into my craw because they just don't really understand. You know, the way I came to homeschooling um, was I didn't really want to do it because I thought like everybody else that, oh, how are my kids? How are my kids going to make friends? Uh, how are they going to learn how to deal in the real world? How are they going to learn how to deal with other kids? And how are they going to, you know, uh, that's going to mess up their learning for school and they're not going to know nothing and blah, blah, blah. See, I was completely, completely, completely confused. You know, the thing about it is, is that's the propaganda that the school systems want you to know, the teachers unions, the, uh, the, the minister, administrators, everybody that goes to school. I mean, think about it. People that go to colleges, they go to universities for millions and billions of dollars a year to learn how to what? Be teachers. So, of course, they're going to say homeschooling is crap. You know why? Of course. How can you expect to educate your child you don't, you don't even have a bachelor's degree or an associate's degree how can you do this and to me it is just all a propaganda to make people think that they can't do what of course they can do i mean if you grew up and you went through regular high school you went through uh, elementary school and grade school you can homeschool um, especially and, and and really you don't even need a degree or nothing people homeschool their kids People homeschooled their kids for centuries before the so-called uh, United States came into be. And then after the United States came into be for the hundred years, a couple hundred years, people homeschooled their kids. Why? Because there was no there was no other, there was no unified school system. There was no school houses or nothing for kids to go to. So people had to homeschool their kids. Now, 
Some people didn't worry about teaching their kids to read stuff like that, but a lot of people did. But guess what? We made it through it. We made it through it. We have very intelligent people. We had very intelligent people back then. We have very intelligent people now that can homeschool their kids and do what they need to do. The problem is, just like every other thing in this country, the powers that be want to keep everybody stupid. How can they How can they um, not, uh, manipulate you and get you to do Satan's work? How can they manipulate you and get you to do Satan's work when you are you are at home with your mother and father and learning the faith and learning the Catholic faith and loving God and learning about scripture, and learning about, um, you know, math and only doing the things that you need to, to learn to be a kid, you know, like what? Like what? Just simple math and, and, and simple economics and simple history and simple theology about the faith. You know, and then you're being around your parents all the time and stuff like that. You get mature and things like that. They don't want that. They want you in front of them in the universities, in high schools and all that stuff so that they can do they can do with your kid the way you want and make all these rules. Like, look now, they can teach your kid about anything they want, including sex. And you don't have no say about it no more. Used to be you could opt out of it. But see, that was just that was the cigarette syndrome, right? What's the cigarette syndrome? The cigarette syndrome is, well, you can smoke anywhere you want. All of a sudden now you can't smoke in um in government buildings. Now also oh, you can't smoke inside uh restaurants. Uh now you can't smoke inside outside uh 50 feet close to a building. Now you gotta be a hundred feet away from a building. Uh pretty soon you can't smoke in your own home. And that's how they do you. They slowly but surely wean you away from to get to, you to do what they they're bidding. They want you to do, you know, and that is the reason why homeschooling is so popular. It's becoming so popular because these the people, the, the, the university and the schools are teaching things that God fearing, Jesus Christ loving, blessed mother trying to be like people and saints and, and Christians want to teach. Uh, they're teaching things that, that those kind of people do not want their kids around, you know, and it's it's terrible. It's terrible. And the thing about it, that's why I want to do this today, because I wanted people to understand that the stuff that we talk about is about helping your marriage. Marriage is in just like God is in every fiber of the universe. And if we stick our head in saying that we don't understand that and we don't show that and know that, then what will happen is they can pull whatever they want to over our eyes. And so that's why at this podcast, we try like I don't attack anybody. I don't do things like that, but I do bring a, up to up to aware, bring to light certain things that Satan is doing, the evil one is doing, supernatural world is doing to um to to uh hurt hurt the, hurt the family. And homeschooling and and putting your kids in school with 30 or 40 kids every day that teach them about all kind of stuff that has nothing to do with school. You know, think about it. Your kid is gone six, seven, eight, nine, ten hours a day, and they only do what? Maybe four hours complete of uh, actual school. That's why homeschooling is the bomb. You only, you only teach your kid. When you when you've got a kindergartner or elementary school kid, you only teach them like 30 minutes a day, an hour at the most, and your the whole day is done. You go out and do all kind of stuff, but me and my, you know, our guests are going to talk about that and stuff. 
Um, other things is, um, why is homeschooling important to your marriage? You know, how can homeschooling change the dynamics of your family? Believe it or not, homeschooling can change the dynamics of your family. You're not fighting your kid all the time. You're not trying to reprogram your kid every day when they come home from Satan's uh, Satan's high school. <laughs> you know, uh, can kids still rebel against you as parents, even if they are homeschooled? We're going to go into that. Um, will homeschooling prevent your kids from knowing how to deal with the so-called real world? You know, will your, can your kids survive in the real world? You know, after after homeschooling, um, how can your kids how can your kids make friends if they are homeschooled? Um, how long should you homeschool? Which is a good one. That's a really good one. And how does homeschool save the innocence of your child? That's another thing. You throw we throw our kids out there, like I talked about yesterday. We throw our darn kids out there in 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 hell's fury, and then we expect them to just survive out here on their own in society. At the we don't teach them how to pray. We don't teach them how to do nothing in the supernatural world, barely even how to get a job. We send them out there and then they get out there and they don't know how to deal with stuff. That is very, very messed up. Um, how does homeschooling help the maturity of your kid? Will and can homeschooling hurt your kid's academic progression? That's another good one we're going to talk about. And where do you find homeschooling co-ops? You know, where do you get homeschooling materials? How does homeschooling build closeness, love, and respect from your children? And how does homeschooling help with the Catholic faith? These are just certain things we're going to go on today. Um, we're only, you know, and, and I really want you guys to really understand, man, that as a father, it's very important that you don't stick your head in the sand on this subject. If you got kids at home, especially if they're 13 and below, you really need to hear what we're trying to say on this. Because if you don't, you're going to look up. And your kids going to be drug addicts or they're going to be in jail. Uh, they're going to be, uh, you know, having sex with kids all over the place in school. They're going to be cussing you out at home. They're going to be disrespecting you at home. You're going to deprogram de them every day uh, to do what you want them to do instead of doing what the teachers and the, and the school and the other kids want them to do. They're going to combat you at every turn. How many of us have that? Your kid combats you at every turn. Every time you ask them to do something, they get an attitude about it. Every time you ask them to, to do something for you or to do their chores or to take care of their business at home, what do they do? They give you back talk and all that kind of stuff. They don't learn that from you. That's another thing. Your kids, when they're, getting, when they're, when they're, when they're at these uh, schools outside of being homeschooled, they don't learn that stuff from you. You wonder, how does my kid go to school, my beautiful kindergartner, he goes to school. He goes to school and then he comes home and I don't even know him anymore. He just talks back to me and calls me names and doesn't respect me anymore. The reason why, because your little sweet kid goes to daycare or goes to a kindergarten class or elementary school and he learns all the disrespectful stuff from the other kids. And the teachers allow it. You know why? Because they want to keep that money flowing in. They don't piss nobody off. They want to get fired. You know, it used to be schools would at least schools would at least help you discipline your child. Now they don't care. They're too scared they're gonna get sued for putting a pat on somebody's butt, which is what a lot of these kids need. You know, so then your child comes home and you didn't teach them that. You did not teach your kid to be disrespectful to you or to authority. Of course you didn't. But guess what? When they go to school and they see all the stuff. They see all the stuff the other kids get away with. They go, huh, I can do that too. Man, this is a whole psychological psyche on your child. 
we just don't even realize it. And then we get the ones that go, well, I can't teach my kid nothing. Well, if you can't spend a half an hour, an hour a day with your kid, then that means do you really love your child? Of course you don't. <laughs> to teach your kid instead of sending them over. This is why women are the nurturers and they are the ones that are supposed to spend that time and make sure those kids are, are educated properly and to help them through this. Okay. Even if your wife works six, if your wife is working, you know, six, four hours a day, she can still homeschool the kids. She really can. She really can. Your wife is working six hours a day, four hours a day, three, whatever she's doing. That's enough time to homeschool a, a, a kindergarten or elementary and a, and a grade school kid. It really is, man. It really is. A couple of hours a day once they get in grade school. You know, but my, you know, uh, me and my wife's going to talk a, lot, a little bit more about that kind of stuff. But with that being said, uh, I did my little radical rant for the day because, I didn't, you know, I, I am really passionate about this because it wasn't for my wife. She's the one that got me to homeschool our kids because I thought exactly like a lot of you think. Man, my kid's going to be all screwed up. He's not going to know how to socialize. And think about it. Do you want your kid to socialize with gang members? <laughs> Do you want your kid to, to speak to other little kids and teach them about sex and all of that stuff? That's where I learned about sex. I'm not going to lie. I learned about sex as a sixth grader, I mean, a six-year-old in kindergarten. That's how I learned about sex if you can even call it sex and your kids learn the same thing. Don't think they ain't. Don't think they ain't. I one thing that I will say about my wife, man, she would throw sex in my kids face all the time. <laughs> She'd be like, she tell them, look, don't be having sex with these girls out here, boy. Don't be doing all that kind of crazy stuff. Cause that stuff does not kids don't die. They don't go away. They steal you for the rest of your life. <laughs> They really do. They really do. <laughs> so we're going to take a break and we'll be back. And I hope that you stay around so that you can hear this interesting conversation between me and my beloved about the homeschooling myths and the dumb other stuff people think about homeschooling. Bam. If you're getting value from this podcast and would like more personal marriage help, visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for an opportunity to work with me personally for free. Yes, within 30 days, learn how to become a better husband that attracts your wife back to you. Visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com and get a plan tailored specific to your marriage and situation. I've helped hundreds of men in their marriages. Allow me the chance to help you using my personal and gained experience. Visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for superior coaching for your marriage. Again, SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com. That's SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com to become the man God created you to be and the husband your wife needs. Lastly, I always get the question, why don't you help women? And I always answer them, I do. So for all of you beloved wives out there that want to reignite that feeling of emotional closeness and complete love from your hubby, consider marriage coaching and visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for an improved marriage within 30 days. Well, we are back, and I hope that you are still here. Me and the wife are trying to hear each other as usual. 
I only have problems with me and her are trying to do an interview together. <laughs> so I'm going to ask again. So today I am going to introduce my beloved wife. And I want you guys, if you have any questions about homeschooling, about anything that um, that you think that will help your marriage or your family structure. Um, and the good thing is, if you if you do that, what will happen is um, I can help you. My wife can help you because there's a lot. It's in depth, but it's not really that complicated. It's really not. Um, but if you try to do all this, um, if you try to do all, if you try to do all the, um, research on your own and don't really have a specific way to do things, then what'll happen is you'll get confused and think, oh my God, this is so hard, but it's really not. Um, and so it looks like that, um, we are having problems again with, uh, trying to work together. So guess what? Me and her are going to be on the same camera again this week. I'm so sorry, y'all. You know, doing a show's live is not as all it's cracked up to be. I mean, it's exciting and fun, but uh, what happens is sometimes you can get um, prob technical problems and you can't fix it on, on, uh, on the fly. You try to, but sometimes you can't. And so what we're going to do is we're going to sit together and we're going to try to have a good little time. Uh, and so hopefully uh, my wife will be able to talk with me together. Now, again, if you have any questions, call, call and we could we will definitely answer and try to help you um, because there's a, I mean, there's a lot of questions that we can answer. And if we can't answer it, then we'll figure it out. Okay, so with that being said, let's bring on my beloved wife and we're going to sit next to each other. And I hope you see her because the camera just loves her so much, even when she just wakes up. I don't know how that happens, but it doesn't happen to me. <laughs> so, babe, can you, let me see. I got to have it like this and let me scoot over. Okay, so, yeah. Um so the, here, the, th the problem is the microphone is set up a certain kind of way, and I have to set it up. So let me see. Where is it at? Anyway, up. Oh, of course, the thing is not here. So we're going to have to um, I'm gonna have to put the, the microphone in between us like that. So I hope y'all can hear us. Um, that way you can hear her. She has a very clear voice, and I don't. You know, I do a lot of mumbling. As y'all know, I talk really fast. So that being said, let's get started. Up oh, now the microphone's in her covering up her face. Man, this is not. And of course, she's not going to help me because that's just how my wife is. I don't know how to help. I know. I would so let's try like that. I don't know how. <laughs> I can stay out of the way. Yeah. I let the experts do what they do. I am not an expert, that's for sure. Is it that's as close as you can get? Let me hold it, let me move over a little I can bit. Actually in your lap. Uh I don't think the, the uh, fans I don't like uh, the thing no. people would like that one. Oh, they might like. They might like little. <laughs> can you get in a little closer? There we go. Okay, put the microphone right there. Okay, and now, if you can't hear her or you can't hear me that well, we'll try to talk louder. But so, today, babe, 
you know, of course, my wife, just a little background. My wife homeschooled uh, my two youngest boys, um, Jericho and Solomon, for... Our two youngest boys, not just yours. What would I say? My two youngest boys. I said her two youngest, our two youngest boys. I didn't... Uh, okay, well, okay. I have to harass him because <laughs> y'all don't know what it's like before the show starts. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so... What we're gonna say is our our we, she homeschooled our two sons, and so what happens is they they I think it was up to they were like thirteen, so all the way from you know preschool all the way up to thirteen years old, so right before the freshman in high school, so that is the bomb, okay? And we had our roles like I did certain things and she did certain things. But be, I mean, you know, because you know, well, see, she laughing because she trying to say he ain't do nothing. I did do something. We'll talk about that in a minute. Uh, you did do stuff. I'm not laughing at that. Mm-hmm, I'm mm-hmm. not. I'm not. I'm not laughing so at that. So what I'm gonna say is, I'm laughing at my role. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> so what I'm gonna say is, is that's basically 14 years, 13 to 14 years of us homeschooling. And think about that. Think about what I just said. Our boys were around us for 13 years. They they learned as we were adults. They learned about us as mother and father. They learned about the faith. They learned about math and reading. And my wife taught my kids how to read, how to do math and all of that stuff. You know, and it, it doesn't take, like I said, I was saying in the thing, it doesn't take a whole big genius and stuff. You know, you just you just got to have the will to want to do it. You know, um, and that's that's the main thing, like me. Um, and so for 13 years, our sons were formed by who? By the Holy Spirit and their parents. So when they went to school, when they went to school and they started going to high school at, at Bishop Chittard, they it they were the ones, they were the ones influencing. They weren't the ones being influenced, you know. Now, sure, of course, they have, it was a little bit because, you know, it's exciting and stuff. And, of course, but for the most part, the kids, they they were already formed. So when they walked into the school, those it was hard for them to break 13 years of being around their parents. And that's what I'm trying to tell you is that if you allow either your kids are going to get formed by 13 years, your kids are going to get formed by other kids and other teachers and all that kind of stuff, or they're going to get formed by you. Now, which one would you want? 13 years. It's hard to break that. What do you think, babe? I think, uh, yeah, yeah. The the boys had a good foundation. I think they had a solid foundation. I am not a perfect mom by any means, but we did the best we could. And, you know, I, I think now they're out of high school, and not going to college, I think we can see the fruits of our labor for the first 13 years, 14 years, really, 14 years of their lives. And that continues till today. Um, even after they went to school, they were accustomed to talking to me every day. We, they were accustomed to having discussions with me every day. So that's what we did. I pick them up from school. They tell me about their day. They tell me all these weird details. And even now, as they are men, 19 and 20, they still talk to me. I mean, I don't agree with all the things that they're saying and, and all that, but I think that we have a much closer bond with our youngest two children than we did with our 
um, first for three kids. Yeah, because the first three, they get mad because they think that Jericho and Solomon got more privileges, but that's not true. They, matter of fact, I think Jericho and Solomon really did more because they were home all the time and they had a lot more chores. They had stuff to do all the time. They were always doing something, you know, and the other key, they always say, oh, that's not fair. Y'all let them get away with murder. And that's not true. It, was, it wasn't. We, we, we treat them. They got, they got in trouble just like, but then, but see. They had not as much trouble because they weren't in school. Exactly. <laughs> they weren't in school getting in trouble all the dang on time. That's what y'all got to realize. They were here with us. If you homeschool your kids, <laughs> guess what you're not doing? You're not up to the school every day. <laughs> Keeping your kids out of trouble and all that kind of stuff. You're not going talking to teachers and getting all that kind of stuff. What are you doing? You are at work or doing your business, what you're supposed to be doing. And your kids are at home doing their work or doing their chores or at practice or out, outside playing or they're outside doing their sporting events, trying to get trying to practice and all that kind of stuff. It's just so much to go into. Yeah. So, um, like, so the, the simple stuff is, like, why we're, like, one of the questions that people have is going to have is, like, where do you get, like, where do you, how do you start homeschooling? Well, homeschooling is not that complicated. We make it complicated. And I think as women, especially, we, we have this thing of perfection and this has to be this and that. That's not so true. I mean, if you reflect upon your life and the jobs that you've had, you'll see what kind of things you really needed to know and things you don't need to know. But um, getting a community, having a community is, I think, is vital. Um, being in homeschooling, co-ops, whatever faith you're in, um, Catholic, I'm Catholic, so Catholic homeschooling co-ops are essential. Mm-hmm. You know, and you can catechize your kids. You can teach them about the faith, which is uno, number one, teaching your children the faith, teaching your children about Jesus and the gospel. That is the most important thing. It's more important than math, English. <laughs> it is the most important thing. So, you know, starting off, you know, I would suggest getting into um, Facebook groups or Instagram groups that um in your faith um in your faith and talking to more women and moms about you know how to get started there are lots of programs on the internet and you don't even really need the internet there's something called the um the Rob- the Robinson homeschooling program and he just has sheets of paper and you go to the library and you take out those books and you just go from there um, math is not my strong suit, so, you know, it's probably not my boy's strong suit, <laughs> but anyway, there's the Saxton, I think it's called Saxton math program, mm-hmm. and, you know, math is adding, subtracting, multiplying, and dividing. That's all math is, really. So, you know, I would just get started as soon as you're pregnant, get started on researching and figure out what's good for you, yep. what you can work with. And how to form your kid. Because, really, I mean, you're homeschooling. You're homeschooling. You don't even know you're homeschooling. You're already homeschooling. Even if your kid goes to public school, you are homeschooling. The kids are watching you. They're listening to you. You are homeschooling, no matter what. So you just might as well just break down, get some books, and get started. Yeah, and and that's a good point that, like, when you get pregnant as a mom or your, your dad, you know, your father and your wife gets pregnant, you know, Go ahead and and start getting everything set up. Now, 
um, and you'll see, man, like teaching my wife taught the kids how to read. I mean, it was amazing. And she had this book is with hundred hundred lessons to teach the kid how to read. Yeah. Cause I taught, I taught my kid, believe it or not, I taught my kids how to read my uh Jer- Max and Marcus. I taught them how to read. And what I did was before they even started school, they were like preschoolers with even, I don't know, four or four years old or something. I forget what it was. Man, I used hooked on phonics. And I'm telling you, it worked. I mean, I couldn't believe it. Them kids was reading like it wasn't nothing. <laughs> My son, Max, could say the alphabet backwards, dude. And we were all amazed. <laughs> but so that, you were a homeschooler before you were a homeschooler. Right. I didn't even know about home. Right. And it, it never, even when you were trying to convince me and we were talking about me doing it, I didn't even realize that I, that never even popped in my mind that I taught them how to read and stuff. And then you, when you started teaching uh, Jericho and Solomon how to read with that other book, I was like, this is amazing. This is pretty cool. <laughs> and then they knew how to read. It wasn't even that hard for them um, and for her. It seemed, well, it seemed like it wasn't. Because my role, my role was the extracurricular dude. So, you know, I was doing, I had to work and stuff. But I was the one, I was the, the football coach and took to the sports and I took him and made sure all that was going and stuff. My wife still helped me. She did most of the work with the homeschool and all that stuff, the teaching part. But I was, and, they, and she even took him to the um, the co-op and, and and they went to like with the, all the other kids and got together. And that's why people try to say, well, how are your people, your, um, how are your uh kids going to make friends. I'm telling you, man, there are people, your kids will make friends. When you start getting them in sports, when you start going to uh, church, when you start going to all these other like uh, homeschooling co-ops, I don't want to call them co-ops. That sounds kind of click, kind of occultish. But that's what they were. They are. Okay. And so that's when they start are. doing that, then they go into church and confession and doing all this stuff. They come across all kinds of kids and stuff. And that their parents doing the same thing, and better they're better kids. You know why? I'm not saying better kids means physically. I'm saying they're better kids as far as morally. So you're around parents that are trying to do what you're trying to do with your kids, and you can't get no better than that. That you're actually think about it. If when you send your kid to a public school, and when I say public school, I don't care if it's a private school, if it's a, a township school, or actually inner city school, or whatever. You really don't know. You're sending your kid there, but you really don't know what you're getting. Their parents have different agendas than you and all that kind of stuff. But when you when you homeschool your kid, all of y'all, it, if they're Christian, even if they're atheist or Christian or Catholic or whatever, you kind of still all have the same goal. Like you kind of know where everybody stands. You, and then you, what do you think? Yeah. I mean, that's true. You kind of you kind of have an idea that they have the same ideals as you. And trying to get your kids um, in the same place. But also, I was not, you know, a fancy stay-at-home mom. I guess stay-at-home moms are not fancy. But anyway, I, we worked full-time, both of us. We have a, we had a cleaning service. I went on my appointments. You know, we worked. Um, so you can work and homeschool your kids because we did it. Because, well, we had a business. So we could, you know, we just took our kids with us. And guess what that did? Man, when you take your kids with you, they learn so much. They learn about the real world real quick because mm-hmm. we had a, a janitorial service. And so we would take our kids with us. And then as all of, like all four, I don't know, at least four of our kids, as they grew up, 
they would like they would go with us and they they would learn how to do trash and how to clean bathrooms and how to vacuum all that kind of stuff. And so the older they got, the better they got. And they learned all this stuff. They learned how to make money and stuff. And so all of our kids have this knack for for this entrepreneurship kind of thing. That's another thing, too. One year kid. That's why our kid like our kids really don't want to go to college. Reason why? Because they're entrepreneurs. They have the entrepreneur set. Like I've been in, I've been an entrepreneur since I was got a high, I had high went to the military. Basically, when I was in the military, I, I'm an entrepreneur, and I I turned my father turned me into one. I turned my wife into one, and I turned my kids into one. You know, uh, my daughter went to college and got her uh, accounting degree. Uh, my son Max went to IU for three years, did his thing. But the other three, they were around us a lot. And they are very entrepreneurial kind of kids. They're always trying to figure out how to make money. And my son, even Jericho, tried to go to Ball State. Well, he he searched all over Indiana because I was in, I was in the uh, military. So, and you know, if you're in the military, your kids get to go. They get they get go to college for free, a state college for free. So, if you're he, in a war, if you're in a war, oh, well, I don't know about that. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, um, so, um, um. So Jericho went and tried to find an entrepreneurship to teach you about entrepreneurship, you know, at these colleges. And all of them a week, all of them a week. They their idea of entrepreneurship is to like put you through some marketing courses and put you through some, you know, well, we're gonna do these projects and stuff like that. That's not entrepreneurship. They didn't really have no, you know, they're trying to act like how great it is and stuff, but it really wasn't. So he just decided, and he he already learned, and both my kids, both of them, all three of them have learned so much from me and their mother that they really don't really need an education in it. Um, but we, you know, they just figure, listen, I can just go out like a lot of kids do, like college ain't for universities, not for everybody. You know, people try to push people into colleges and they don't want to go, and then they go and waste your money, and then they all this money. Whereas if somebody really the only way you really need to go to college that we we figured out is if you want to be a doctor, a lawyer, um, you want to be a brain surgeon, I mean, you know, you want to be an engineer, of course, you got to go to college for that. But if you're just, if you're going to be a teacher or you're going to be a, a, a social worker or you're going to be really anything else in the school system, you, you, and you know, and you really don't want to do that, you could be an entrepreneur and learn how to be in business for yourself. There's people that start home businesses all the time. You're an entrepreneur. You know, and so what happens is when you have children and then they're around you all the time, they learn that stuff instinctually. What do you think? They pick it up. Well, that's all. It's uh, it's the only thing they're around. So, yep. you know, yep. they, they pick it up. They go on marketing meetings with me and things like that. So and that comes with Catholics, like especially Catholics, like what we do is we take our kids. It was natural for us because Catholics, most of used to be. You know, but but mainly not so much. But most Catholics take their kids everywhere anyway. Like wherever we go, our kids would go. And our kids enjoy being around us. We enjoy being around them. And they knew how to act. That's another thing, too. When your kids around you all the time, yeah. they instinctively know how to act at restaurants and church. They instinctively know how to act in um when you go over friends' houses, when you go out to the moon, wherever you go. Your kids learn how to act. I used to get compliments all the time on the kids' behavior. You know, oh, your boys are so good. Your boys are so good. And I I developed a a response to that. It is really easy when you don't have a choice. (laughs) That's right. Our our kids had no choice but to be good. (laughs) That's right. That's right. Because, listen, I learned a long time ago 
that man, if you don't discipline your kids, man, that is a way, that's a that is a where to nowhere. Spare the rod, spoil the child. That's a where to nowhere. And if you don't do it, you don't if you don't discipline your child, you will regret it. You will. They will do all kind of crazy stuff. Now, but one of the things is talk about like the innocence of that. Like, how does homeschooling save the innocence of your child? Well, it depends on the parent for sure. Um, I mean, if you're in the world and you're into all this crazy stuff, uh, your kid would be into it. But um, we were not. We we really, well, I'm the TV police. I didn't let my kids just watch anything because it said PG-13 and all this other crazy jazz. But um, homeschooling your kids, not letting them on the Internet, not, you know, letting them into all kinds of stuff, it, it protects their innocence a lot. Now, Children are not perfect. I know they're not because I'm not. But, you know, being able to, well, you know, the libraries, I thought that I could drop my kids off. We were involved in a few library programs. And I thought I could drop my kids off the library and I could, you know, go grocery shopping and stuff. No, no, no. The library is a very dangerous place, which I was shocked to see even 15 years ago. I would... They would have books on sexuality just out there sitting on the stand, publicizing itself. And I would take the book and I would just put it in the bookshelf. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's important to protect your child's innocence. But as the Blessed Mother said, you know, I think it was Our Lady La Salette that said the innocence of children would disappear. And it's happened. But talk louder. Baby, got to talk louder. You really do. Please. Okay. There you go. I can do it. And so what I was, another thing too is homeschooling is about also is about lowering the standard, lowering the the, the lowering the the failure the, the well how can I say this? When you you're what we're trying to do is lower the chance of something bad happening to our kid of them encountering stuff that they shouldn't um and being and, that, and your kids going to encounter all kind of stuff no matter what environment they're in but being in a in a position to correct it like um do like in my like in my marriage program what I do is I tell the men is I give you the best odds the best chance of restoring your marriage right you know, and so that's kind of how it is with the homeschooling thing is you're giving your child the best chance to succeed academically and morally um, and spiritually without all this other extra interference and stuff. I was I was real. I remember one day I was really concerned because our kids, they played outside all the time because, well, that's just what kids naturally do. We don't let them play on the Internet and games all the time. So they will always go outside. And I remember thinking to myself. You know, about the influence of the other kids on my kids. And I stepped outside and my son Jericho was teaching the neighborhood kids how to pray to our father. And I, you know, that's when it clicked. Okay. Our kids are influencing other kids. Your kids become leaders because especially they're in a unique position. They're not going to school. They're home with you. But they do go out, and and that was just profound. Another thing too, homeschool kids are so confident. Like boys care themselves like men, girls care themselves like ladies. It's weird. It's weird 
Think about all the wuss little boys you know from from three years old up to eight, 17 years old, how wussy they are. They have no confidence. They're miserable. Think about that. When you see a homeschool kid, he's not like that. A homeschool young boy, yo, but he's not like that. He's confident. He has some confidence about himself. You know, his father's confident, you know, and that's just the way it is. And and, and that's what you want in your child. People talk about self-esteem. People talking about, you know, all this kind of things about that. But I'm telling you, when you homeschool your kid, man, they automatically become confident. And they, they're because a lot of things they do that you're going to do with them as a parent, you're going to give them confidence. They're going to do sports. They're going to be, in, uh, uh, they're going to be, they're going to learn uh, math and science. Like a couple, a lot of our friends, they homeschooled their kids. They was way better, better at it than we were. You know, their kids is like, woo, high, high you know, intelligent. Doctors. Right. Doctor, one of our friends, everybody in their family's a doctor, yeah. <laughs> you know, but, but my point of what I'm saying is, you know, like I was saying, my kids want to be entrepreneurs. His kids want to be doctors. I mean, but the th but just think of that level, right? Th just think of that level right there. Mm -hmm. Like, okay, send your kid to uh, IPS in Indianapolis Public Schools. See what they want to be. I want to be a I want to be a basketball player. I want to be a football player. I want to be a hockey player. I want to play golf. You know, I want to be a, I want to be a YouTube star. You know, dude, no, no, no. When you homeschool your child, basically they get to they start get into the real world and see how the real world works. And so they learn how to, what do you call it? Critical thinking, mm -hmm. critical thinking in universities and in high schools and grade schools. They do not teach your kids how to critical think. You know why? Because they teach your kids how to critically think, then they can't manipulate them and fool them into thinking how these, all these crazy liberal ideas that have nothing to do with the real world. Well, also homeschooling, you can explore your talents. And, you know, homeschooling, it doesn't take eight hours a day to, to teach a child anything. It really doesn't. And so you have time and you can explore your interests. Even if you don't have any interests, <laughs> you can explore. And so I think the kids, um, our youngest two kids to me are a lot more mature and, um, they're more, they're more mature. They're more confident. They have a better relationship with us than our other kids who went away every day for 10 hours being influenced by the world. Our kids were influenced by us. Um, they're not perfect children, of course, and they are influenced by the culture, but they have a more, um, a more mature, self-confident. And look out on the world. Yeah, they really do. And they look out for each other. They're very close. They're 14 months apart. And but they they I they laugh at me because I used to tell them all the time, friends are overrated. Your best friend is sitting right next to you. That's your friend. I don't care what the world says. That's your friend. And they go, oh, mom, uh, friends are over. When I talk about my friends, uh, friends are overrated. Well, yeah, because my husband's my best friend. He's the one I want to be around the most. He's the most fun person I know. And my kids. Our children are the people we want to be around. I, I, we have Sunday dinner every Sunday. Our kids seem to not mind. And um, we love being around them. And that's the travesty when a, when a family only has one child. You know, that child grows by themselves or they have two kids and those and or, and they have two kids. But the kids are three and four years apart. That is not I mean, like Jericho and Solomon were like 14 months apart. 
you know, and so and what and what we've done with all our children, we you know, we've tried to make them grow up together and so that they they know that they can count on each other and stuff. Like, you know, you ain't got no your best friend is in this is your brother, your best friend is your sister, your best friend, because if you don't culture them like that, they're gonna go out and try to act like the first friend they meet, that that friend's more important than their family. And that's you, you, you can't, you know, because we had we had one crazy one like that. Everybody has a crazy one like that. That they go out in the world and then all of a sudden, you know, then everybody they meet is more important than their family. Everybody they meet knows more than your dad and your mama. Everybody, and we would tell our kids, listen, you ain't smarter than me. You definitely ain't smarter than your mama. So, and I'm telling you what, these kids are going, I said, I, these kids, I said, I said, your friend, your so-called friends. They go out and dog at their parents until they tell them about their parents are stupid. Their parents don't know nothing. Their parents, all of that. I said, don't come home telling me that stuff because you ain't smarter than me and they ain't smarter than me. That's how you got to be, man. So you got to be confident about your, when you're teaching your kids, man. The reason why is because these little brats out here are going to teach your kids how to disrespect you. And when that stuff comes home, you got to nip that in the bud right now. You can't be just like, oh, little Johnny, don't say that about your mother. Man, are you out of your mind? Dude, you say that about your mom again. See what happened to you. <laughs> <laughs> I have a granddaughter that says, don't judge. I said, girl, you better judge. How are you going to know who's a good person or not? How are you going to know who to be around or not? You know, I mean, half our grandkids are in school. Half our grandkids are being homeschooled. And my homeschooling grandbaby, I, I pray that that changes. But she's got this judgment thing, and she's only five. She's only five. Well, because she was around, she was before before our, her mother married our son. She was not homeschooled. No, before her mother, I'm talking about Taylor. Oh, oh I thought you was talking about uh, mm -hmm. uh, Winter. No, I'm talking uh, about my okay. nader baby. Oh, yeah. She goes, Don't judge. I, you better judge, and you better start judging now. That's right. <laughs> You better judge that fool's actions. If that fool come hit you upside your head, you're going to say, don't judge. I'm going to say, don't judge. Somebody hit me in my head. And I go, don't judge. I ain't going to judge you, man. Just keep hitting me upside my head, man. I ain't going to judge you. Well, you know, that's a funny story because that happened to her. Some kid who's in her class always has to be with an adult. I don't know what it's about. I don't understand why uh, an adult has to be with this kid all through school. But one day the adult wasn't there and smacked her. Oh, so I will bring that up and ask her, is she judging him now? Because, yeah, he and, hit her in the mouth. And another thing, too, man, like we learned real quick about Jericho and Solomon. Like when we would take us, we coached like I coached, you know, I took the boys because I want the boys to be good. <laughs> so I didn't take them to these, you know, these outer city football places uh, because most of them, they don't even have the right rules and stuff. So I took the boys to uh, to Tab, and that's where we played all the different um, uh, football uh, leagues in the city and stuff, and even in the outer, you know. But Tab was where the most competition was, right? And so, you know, these are inner city kids when they inner city moms and dads, and they tough, you know. They don't play, you know. And oh, they're then, tough. And then you have parents, other parents that come from the from the um, suburbs that are tough too because they expect certain things, right? You know, and so Jericho and Simon, the first, <laughs> it was weird. The first, and I became head coach. So I was the head coach, but I didn't really influence this. 
the first the first time day we went out practicing, Jericho and Solomon are six and seven years old, eight years old, and they influ- I wasn't the coach then. They was influencing everybody. These are seven and eight year old kids, homeschool kids, leading seven uh, other six, seven, eight, nine, ten year old kids and stuff. You wouldn't believe it. That's what I'm saying, man. Homeschooling gives your kid at an early age so much confidence. They learn how to make friends. They learn how to um, how to get along with other people. They learn. They just learn. People like them. People like them. Like even now, our sons, especially our son Solomon, keep people are just drawn to him like they are to his mother. Like everybody's drawn to my wife. That's just how she is. But my son Solomon the same way. People are just drawn to him. And Jericho is more like me, but people are still drawn to him. Mm-hmm. You know, ain't nobody drawn to me, y'all. I'm you know, <laughs> ain't nobody drawn to me. But they drawn to my to them too. And my wife. That's just how they are. And what I'm saying is. Man, you just don't really realize the fruits of homeschooling until you get into it. You really don't. Your kids will be influencers instead of being influenced. Do you know how powerful that is in Satan's world? <laughs> Think about that. Your kids are taking Jesus Christ out into the world, and they're living like that. Now, I'm not saying my sons are just holy you know, and, and are perfect and stuff because they don't pray like they should. That's how that's what it is, though. You know, They don't pray like they should, and they don't do what they're supposed to do all the time. But my point, what I'm saying is they have the fa- we as their parents, they have the foundation is what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. They do stupid stuff, too. I can tell you, you know, they had to get that little bus whooped, but they do stupid stuff. But what I'm saying is they had the foundation to grow up into good young men and my middle child, Solomon, too, and my daughter, Lauren, because we all rubbed off on the other two that are still around in the family. Marcus and Solomon. Marcus and, and Lauren. Lauren. You know, and then their their husband and their wife and their and our grandkids, you know. Mm-hmm. And so this is what you gotta be. You when you homeschool your child, you're building leaders. You really are. You're yeah. building leaders of this country, and you really are you think think about it. All everybody, yo, everybody, yo, all your kids want to be a doctor, all your kids want to be entrepreneurs, all your kids want to be salespeople. All your kids want to be um, engineers or whatever. They want to really contribute to the side. Or your kids want to start a ministry, right? Think about how powerful that is. If they go to public, they go to these schools, these, these private schools, these public schools, they ain't going to learn none of that stuff. They really ain't. They're not going to have it inside of them because they got too many other distractions and stuff, well, right? Not, well, not only that, they won't. They may not have the confidence to explore their their interests and you know my kids and me you know i didn't know i had a t- any talents i didn't think i had a talent and you know and i saw my kids and i try to get them involved in stuff and they just didn't seem to have talents just like their mother but they do have talents and their mother does have a talent um and so i'm a people person and you know i didn't know that there were things that a people person could do i have a son that's a people person my son solomon my son Jericho, he's a lot like his dad. I mean, they like people, of course, but they're not people, people, people like me and my son Solomon are. And so, when you're when you're able to explore your talents, you can kind of feed into those talents and learn more about, you know, your place in the world. Another thing too, like Jericho and Solomon's whole life, we would I would say, look, man, y'all even start thinking about what y'all want to do with y'all's life. You know, you know, they with you know, they want to be like Jericho wanted to be a football player, you know. But I said, okay, I don't care about you want to be a football player, but dude, you need to have a backup plan. And that's what he started working on. Now he's a real estate agent. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. 
my point of what I'm saying is, man, I don't care what you want, what your kids want to be, because everybody wants to be a superstar or something, right? But the real world is to build a great family. And you gotta you gotta give your kids the the, the real test of a man is to build a great family and marriage. Right. And and the thing that we instilled in, in our youngest two kids, because we didn't know any better with our other children, is that the most important thing is, you know, your vocation. You're gonna be a priest, is your vocation a priesthood, or is it the married life? And if it's the married life, well, you better figure out how you're going to keep a roof over that woman's head because. And dude, <laughs> hey, I'm tell y'all, them two and my, and then it rubbed off. And then my son, my son Marcus, because he stayed with us for 10 years after he graduated from school. So all three of them, they, they some wanting to get married foods. <laughs> well, you got you to gotta put her in the house. Right. And so he's like, so they like, man, I have never seen three kids that want to get married as bad as these three. And my daughter Lauren too. I take that back. I never seen four kids <laughs> that want to get married as bad as these two. And there's another one of my other friends has a daughter, and she she's the fifth one. She's a fifth. Them five kids. <laughs> I've well, never seen one. Well, get they're, not they're, not, they're not shy. They're not. They're not shy about when to get they married. They not. They don't. They, they tell don't say, you. Oh, I don't need no husband. I don't need right. No, they, they tell wanna. you up front. Look, I'm trying to get married. <laughs> Like my two sons are out right now, 19, 20 years old. You know what they doing? They at work. They trying to make some money so they can get them a wife. Because you know why? That's what I taught them. I said, look, man, you got two options. You're going to be a priest or you're going to be married. Which one you going to do? Ain't no such thing as being single. That's selfish. Single life is selfish. It's a go nowhere, lead nowhere type of thing. Plus, how you going to get to heaven if you're just about yourself? You can't get to heaven by yourself. Okay, so I said, look, you got two choices. Your vocation, like my wife just said, you're either going to be a priest, religious, a, a deacon. You're going to be a religious in a religious life. You're going to be a priest. Or what? Are you going to be married? So they, you know, we let them do the, the little, you know, go around and see if they want to be a priest. They went to these little seminaries. We don't retreat to be a priest. Mm-hmm. They, they wasn't called to do that. And we 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 pushed it too, because everybody wants their son to be a priest. You know, it's kind of being you know, kind of be a little selfish. Ain't it? Well, it's a little pride. A little pride in it. I don't pride. care. I don't care. That's the bomb. A little Catholic pride. That's the bomb. I don't care. <laughs> but anyway, but they just said they want to be married. So I said, okay, you want to be married, you got to start putting land the foundation, right? Either you're gonna go to college, you're gonna go to military, or you're gonna be uh, getting a job. You're gonna get a vocation, a vo- uh, uh, not a vocation. What's it called? Uh, a trade. Mm-hmm. So any one of those three things are awesome. Any one of those three things are awesome. You're a doctor, a lawyer, engineer. You could be a heat and cooling dude. You could be a machinist, a welder. You know, uh, uh, or you could be a salesperson, or entrepreneur, or a real estate agent, something like that. And so they chose, they don't want to, they, my son Solomon got accepted into Indiana State to go to this darn physical therapy program because that's what he want to do. And me and my wife, we look at it like this. I'm not trying to force you to do nothing. You're going to do something. But you ain't, like my son Solomon, got accepted to be, he got accepted to be uh, in the Air Force. He went one day, he said, I want to go to Air Force like my daddy. Okay, dude, go on to go to Air Force. The boy go through all this stuff, gets accepted to be in the military. You know how hard it is to get accepted in the military to be in the Air Force? You know how hard that is? He got accepted to the Air Force, and all of a sudden now he don't want to go. He won't be a salesman. Okay, whatever, dude. You just do something. Is all I'm saying. You ain't gonna be living here for the rest of your life. I'm telling you that right now. No, you ain't gonna be a business uh, right. Dweller. But once your career gets started, you ain't gonna be gonna be paying rent. <laughs> like I told my son, he got this real estate job. I said, okay, you got two months, and you're going to pay some rent because you ain't gonna be living here for free. 
you know, uh-uh, we don't play that because you'll never leave. If you don't charge the kids rent, they ain't going to never leave, man. Well, sometimes even if you do. Even if you do charge the rent, they ain't going to leave. So that's what I'm saying. It's, you got to charge rent. That's important. You got to charge rent once they get on their feet. Like, I give them two years. It doesn't matter how much it is. I mean, if you, pay, if you charge them $100 a month, you got to make them accountable for their adulthood. That's right. That's right. But the other thing is, real quick, before we cut off for the day, we're going to probably do a part two to this because, man, we can go through a lot. We went through a lot of fun stuff and stuff. But other thing is, um, you know, how can uh, how people are also worried about uh, can homeschooling hurt your kids academic progression? So I'll be completely honest on that one. So one of the reasons that we start, we sent the kids, there's two reasons we started sending the boys. We sent Jericho to Bishop Fatar. Because his mother was doing the homeschooling, and then you know we I was helping, and and we was doing all the thing, little thing. But then it got to a point where like, okay, it's like, okay, do we really want to homeschool through high school? It's a little, it's it's a little bit more complicated, um, and and they we, they could do it, but they want to play football, they want to be in sports, they want to be a, they want to kind of go into you know other and prepare. So we said, okay, we've heard about the horror stories of if you're gonna homeschool your kid through grade school, you, you need to homeschool them through high school too. Well, that was the only thing that made me a little nervous. Like, okay, if I put them into the high school and they and they never been in that environment before, you know, it's going to be a little worried. But guess what? Then we start thinking, well, our boys been around all kind of kids they hold life anyway. Inner city kids, rich kids, uh, middle school, middle class kids, all kind of kids. So it doesn't even matter. So they want to play football. You really couldn't play. You're gonna play football two places in in uh in the school system or homeschooling system. And the homeschool system it wasn't that good. And the boys kind of want to go to uh they want they were at that time they want to play in college. Uh, um, <laughs> Jericho said, "Oh, we are talking about me. <laughs> yes, son, we are talking about you today. You didn't even know it, did you?" <laughs> You come on the show. Yeah, you should come on the show. Talk about your homeschooling. Um, but anyway, well, no. but in, right. So, so then we we what we did is called the Newman. What's it called? The Cardinal um, Newman Society. Yeah. So basically, we didn't know what we we had to be careful of where we sent the boys. Like we want we like the high school. So we did research. So there's a, a thing called the Cardinal Newman Society. So the Cardinal Newman Society. It's a society that goes throughout the country and they rate all the Catholic schools on their validity and theology, um, whatever they do. Are they teaching the faith? Are they real Catholic? Or are they just faking like they're Catholic? Because believe it or not, Catholics have a certain standard in the faith that we're supposed to. Theology is very important to us. So in some schools, they get away from that because they're trying to bring in all these people that really ain't trying to be the faith. They're just trying to get money. But some schools are rated really high in the Newman Society because they go to mass, they go to adoration, they go to confession, um, they they teach theology in the school, uh, and all that kind of stuff. So Bishop Chattard, out of the four high schools in Indianapolis, uh, it's more than four, but it's out of the four Catholic high schools. Yeah, yeah, okay. Out of the four Catholic high schools in Indianapolis, Cardinal Newman Society was the only one. I mean, sorry, Bishop Chattard was the only one on the Cardinal Newman Society. So the boys could have went to anywhere and played football and probably started, but they went to the they went to the toughest one, which is Chatard. And so they went there. And so they spent their whole four years at Chatard. And when they first started going, when they first started, they got tested and they tested below the freshman thing. 
you know, and so what the but what they did was they they knew how to they knew how to read and everything, but they weren't used to taking tests. It's, 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 homeschooling is a different animal, and so the boys weren't used to that. So they went to this to freshman test and they didn't do good. But guess what? The school entered them into a, a rehabilitation program for like a half a, for like a half a semester or, or a semester, and then after that they were in regular ninth grade and boom. They took off. Like I told y'all last week, they graduated with all with B's and high B's and stuff as, as a as a grade point at 3.5 son. I forgot what it was in um in Shatar. So my point of it is, is your kids, if you send them to high school after you homeschool for 13 years, whatever, they might have some adjustment problems. But if you're patient, they will catch on. Another problem that I don't like, although it happened, is the boys, like they say, they were kind of in because Jericho went. By itself, because Sam was in the eighth grade, and then Jericho was in the ninth grade. So Jericho went to high school by itself, and of course he was a little influenced by the other the environment because it was so exciting, and it was so you know he come home like oh mom and daddy oh this is that and he said look boy you remember what you are you a Jacobs don't be going there acting fool and stuff okay dad you know but you know he was you know the culture was it's, it's exciting it's a brand new high school you never been around all those kids all day like that and but guess what. The second semester, he calmed down, he got together, and again, then the next year, Solomon came, and guess what? They did the same thing they did during the football stuff. They started influencing the whole damn school. Crazy stuff. It's weird, dude. I'm just telling you. <laughs> Them kids are crazy. But that's what I want you to know, man. That's kind of like the basics of homeschooling that we went over today, um, and we would probably do another one. But I just want y'all all to know that you have a good, you know, if you homeschool your kids, you will not regret it. What do you think, babe? Before I, we go out? I, I, I do regret sending kids to high school. I, I yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, Bishop Shatar was rated high by the Cardinal Newman Society because they had weekly mass and adoration and confession. But I never went to a school mass because, well, I won't go into that, but I never did because I knew if I did, I'd drag them right out of that stupid school and they'd be here with me. <laughs> yeah. So, well, I hope it wasn't all bad. It wasn't all bad. So I hope today <laughs> we're going to end today, but I hope that y'all had that y'all got a little a little bit out of what we talked about today. And we're going to do another one probably next month um, and get more detailed and have more resources for you and stuff. But we wanted to just today, I just kind of wanted to have you guys go over some stuff and get to the basics of the benefits, really the benefits of homeschooling and to get over the dumb myths. And they're, they're really all the myths. They don't, they don't make no sense. You, you want to have a good relationship with your children, homeschool. Them. Yes. If you want to have a good relationship with your children, homeschool them. You will, you will, you will not regret it. You will get, they will be closer to you. They'll be more respectful and loving. They will they will go out to the world and be leaders. They won't they will they will they will go out and, and add to the society. You you will see, you will see, man. Them kids they have, they have a good work ethic because you're gonna teach them how to have a good work ethic because they're gonna be around you all the time. They're gonna know how to be they're gonna be very mature, you know, and, and that's just the way it is. And if you if you as a father push that, you'll see, you will see. You will be so glad you did that, you know, and your kids will make you proud. Let, what you, what you get? One last thing for you go, babe. If you love your children, you homeschool them. <laughs> Bam. <laughs> if you're getting value from this podcast and would like more personal marriage help, 
visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for an opportunity to work with me personally for free. Yes, within 30 days, learn how to become a better husband that attracts your wife back to you. Visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com and get a plan tailored specific to your marriage and situation. I've helped hundreds of men in their marriages. Allow me the chance to help you using my personal and gained experience. Visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for superior coaching for your marriage. Again, SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com. That's SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com to become the man God created you to be and the husband your wife needs. Lastly, I always get the question, why don't you help women? And I always answer them, I do. So for all of you beloved wives out there that want to reignite that feeling of emotional closeness and complete love from your hubby, consider marriage coaching and visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for an improved marriage within 30 days. All right, I have I can have my microphone back. <laughs> so uh thank you again for listening in to the show. And believe it or not, I know it was a little bit um unorthodox, but it's really not. Remember, marriage hits all facets and homeschooling um and the school your child goes to and all that stuff is very important in what in, in the in the in the in the fabric of your marriage and your family. Um, I can't, I can't attest to it not. And once you get in the homeschool world, you will learn all this beautiful stuff. Just like when you get in the Catholic world, you're going to learn all this beautiful stuff about the faith that you never even thought existed. And this is what we try to do. I try to bring to you guys all the time, these new experiences to, to help you journey through your life, to help you understand the real meaning of life and what we're supposed to be doing and how to keep your family. Cause in the end, again, it's about God, your wife, and your children, and then um, then everything else after that. And if you can come together with you and your husband or you and your wife, you guys come together on this page right here, you will not regret it. Even if you send your kid, you know, if you just try it out. I would say try homeschooling out for, for, for a semester or, or a year, you know, because remember, you got to remember, man, kindergarten through eighth grade don't even count in college standings or nothing. So you can experiment, do it all you want. But that's the great thing I forgot to mention that we're going to talk about more next time is, you know, your, your wife, I mean, your, um, your kid from kindergarten through eighth grade doesn't mean nothing. You know, it, it, the grades don't even count. Once you get to high school, you start all over again. So you can experiment with homeschooling for a year or two and see if you guys can make it work. And then if you can make it, if you can't make it work, then you can always go back to sending your kid to a private school or to a Catholic school or to a township school or to an inner city school. So with that being said, we're going to end today as we always do with a quote from Pope Benedict XVI, which states, society offers you comfort, but you weren't made for comfort. You were made for greatness. So go forth, Christian soldier. The spiritual fight is upon you. Fast, I said, pray. I said, prepare for battle. Thank you for listening in today. If what you heard helped you in any way and you would like more personal attention, visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for superior marriage coaching. And remember to join the Catholic Alpha Radical Live podcast as a caller or listener every Monday through Friday, 10 a.m. Eastern. To join as a caller, 
Dial area code 313 Radical. To join as a listener or view the live stream, visit the Catholic Alpha Radical Live Facebook page or visit CatholicAlpha.com for Catholic marriage help that actually works. Bang.